Welcome to Do You Know What? I'm one of your hosts, Leo Mindell, and I'm joined on my virtual couch as ever with Rebecca and Charlie. How are you doing, Rebecca? I'm good, Leo. How are you doing? How's your week been? My week has been a bit hectic, running around doing installs at all the synagogues that I need to do because uh, the world has come back to life after the High Holy Days. And as always, as you know, I yes, I did again see Rocky Horror. It's about weekly, isn't it, Leo? It's Is no, right? we're, over, we're over it now. Average once a week. I know. Uh, I've got a, got, a, got a bit of a break, a bit of breather. You know, hang up the stockings um, uh, and use them for Christmas. So, and how are you doing, Charlie? Yeah. I am doing okay. I've had the most amount of sleep I've had in about twenty uh, uh, something years. Oh, so muscle What? Why? But there's a reason, isn't there, Charlie? I've got COVID. How have you? Uh, yeah. Um, well, I hope I'm on my way out of having COVID. I didn't COVID, know. How have you I'm, been? How have you been? I had a couple of days of feeling really fluey. Mm. Um, my delightful daughter went on her year six trip and brought it back with oh, her as a right. present. And um, unlike half of her class who isolated their children very sensibly, I should say, in their bedrooms, I think quite feel able to shut my 10-year-old in her bedroom on her own. Um, so... Uh, I welcomed COVID with open arms and luckily I have um, been fine. Um, so a couple of days of fluey. Hmm. Um, the hardest thing is brain fog. I never really no, realised really. when people told me that they got brain fog. It's like, my brain is always going at 100 miles an hour and actually it's suddenly been operating much slower and I keep finding I can't find words. Looking for them. What's the word? It's not like you, Charlie. No, it's not. I was going to say the exactly the same. I know. I can, I can uh, always find words. Yeah, this is. Yeah, they're, they're right words. The right words. It's like we're going to record a podcast and Charlie can't say words. This is a, a good start on this. In fact, this, <laughs> have we got any? Have we got any guests to help us, Leo? Yeah. Help. So exactly. So so following episode nine, where we had the delight of Charlie's well-behaved two brothers who wouldn't dish any dirt on Charlie we thought we would actually repeat the process but this time it's my three sisters I'd like to introduce them and this is probably the last time you're going to hear my voice my oldest stepsister Caroline my next down stepsister Nikki and then my Hi. little sister Yvette hello hello hi guys thank hello. you for joining us we're very keen to hear all the dirt no pressure, but the episode of my brothers was the most listened to episode. That's so true. We're really. expecting big things. Absolutely. <laughs> Just, no pressure. You know, no pressure. So I'm going to start off because this is, as I said, the last time that you're going to hear my voice or because I'd be embarrassed when they're on. That's just not going to be true, Leo. Yeah. I guarantee that won't be true. It's probably right, but yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see how we go. Caroline, what have you been up to? Um, I've been working hard today. I'm a project manager, I'm working on residential projects. So I've had the exciting task of ordering marble worktops today and talking to decorators and the such like. So very exciting. And Nikki? Well, today, luckily, I was off. So I've not been doing an awful lot. But usually, I'm doing a different part of the housing and I'm trying to find people mortgages. And finally, my little sister Yvette. Do you think we can call you lettuce on this? No. Yeah. <laughs> really Only not. if you tell us why. We can't. We can't explain. Nobody knows. Nobody well, knows. No, we do because know. When I was, you know. She when never I was, ate anything. Because when I was little, 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 you couldn't pronounce my name properly, and it came out a little bit like lettuce, didn't it, Caroline? I think that's very close to the truth. But you were a, 
a bit of a fussy yeah, eater. Picky yeah, picky eater. And you need to eat lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> so Yvette, what have you been up to? So today I had an early morning pod- well, a Zoom sort of uh, call. So I do website marketing, so not dissimilar area of business to you, but just more the, the wordy stuff. So early call dog walk and then just being at home and trying to keep warm actually because it's gone very freezing cold so uh yeah and currently getting dinner cooked for me which is a a nice (gasps) pleasure to have so very rare as well (laughs) so we're really intrigued today is our great opportunity to get the dirt back on leo because one of leo's favorite uh, activities is making fun of rebecca and myself so um i'm building up my ammunition bank today so Let's start with nicknames. Growing up, I think all our listeners would like to know <laughs> what what did you call well ones that can be repeated anyway. Oh on, no, and uh, the ones that on can't here. definitely. Yeah, and the ones that can't. Fair enough. You've, you've heard it here. Um, what did you call Leo? I don't think I he think had many nicknames. No, he was just a very very annoying child, <laughs> and all you heard from all his sisters was us screeching at him, Leo. Leo all the time about everything. Why? It was just what did he do that was annoying? <laughs> give us give us everything. specifics. I mean he would there was Monopoly. <laughs> Go on. Monopoly. All the time. All you ever wanted to do was play Monopoly. Right, oh Leo, my anytime God. you want to come around and play with Josh, that's his obsession as well. So uh... oh, it was awful. Every time I because I'm a stepsister, I used to stay every other weekend and I'd literally walk through the door and be, Can we play Monopoly? <sighs> Yes, Leo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was very good that you did. You did. Oh, yeah. I used to hate Oops. Monopoly. He was. He might have been annoying, but it actually was very lovely. Sorry, do you did want to hear that? No, you? we don't want to hear any no, lovely things about Leo. We, we want mean, to hear the he specifics. He hasn't changed much then, by the sound of it. Very annoying. Very lovely. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say they, they were called Ollie as well. Was I getting oh, yes, Ollie? Ollie. Ollie. Yeah. What were people Why just getting Ollie? his name wrong? I don't know. That was when you were really lettuce stuck, but Ollie didn't. I don't know why. We did I have a... that now. I had forgotten. Bubblish, 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 and 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 we went through a stage of calling him, and I don't remember why. Lee Ho. What was yeah. this? Do you remember the Lee Ho? <laughs> what was that? Yeah. See, There's a story there. There's definitely a story there. I think it was maybe from your mum, maybe when she would talk, say Lee Ho. Lee I don't Ho. Know. <laughs> <laughs> um, tell us more stories. Tell us what what. So he was annoying. Monopoly. What are other memories of Leo? As a up? teenager, he was very, 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 very slim, and he didn't like being so slim. So he would, on his way home from, I, I think, it was school maybe or work. I don't know. But he would have a double McDonald's before dinner to bulk up. Most people would go to the gym and lift weights or something, right? Like, but no, <laughs> not, Leo has not the in double those McDonald's. Days. No, not, in those right, days. Okay. not in those days. <laughs> Milkshakes and McDonald's. <laughs> and used to drive a wonderful Capri. Oh, mm. I've just remembered the Fiat Strada. Was yeah, it? well, there's, there's a lot of car stories yes. there. Are. How, how many cars, Leo, did you write off? <laughs> Within oh, yes. your how many first year of driving, second year of driving? Which one that ended uh, up it's... in the bush? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm really just, enjoying just, this. I want to go and no, get I popcorn. Think, actually, no, just talk us through your first few car stories. So the first car was the Fiat Strada, which I damaged um, before I'd actually passed my test. And then um, about... How did you damage that one? Hang on a second. Before you'd actually... Yeah, yeah. I was in... I was in the car park at Harrow on the Hill Station and with my mum as my driving 
assistant instructor. So I, 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 I did my... You're trying, hang on a second, Larry. It's, You're driving assistant. Well, you know, it's like... I'll try to be chauffeur. Yeah. Well, after literally... For did my, you not know Leo could drive before he had lessons? Yeah, I, I started... Oh, so I could not been able to drive, That's I'm why sure. he only needed an assistant, yeah. not an instructor. That's amazing. My driving insistence. So, yeah, well, I I did a pre-17 year old course oh, to learn how to drive oh, in, yes. in Harrow. And then I used to drive my <laughs> mum. anywhere else, just, just in Harrow. Just in Harrow. <laughs> well, it was actually like, in a, it was like a, a, a very a big driving, car park. The driving test centre. Driving test centre. Oh, yeah. And then I used to, from, from my 17th birthday, would drive my mum to work every single day. Um, so it'd be backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards. And that included, for some reason, going to Harrow on the Hill Station, of which I just remember she said, do a three-point turn here. And I did a three-point turn and hit a lamppost, of which all the people watching laughed and cheered. Uh, that was oh, the yeah. first thing. But then when I finally passed the past and everything, um, that same Fiat Strada in Watford, at the underpass in Watford, which some of yeah. you may will remember. I was with my mm. friend Adam and I said, look, it makes a funny noise, the car, when you go really fast around this corner. Um, <laughs> but I went a bit too fast and it was wet. And it did made a really, really funny noise when it went and hit the bank and go, went up the side of the bank and wrote it off, which was down to be Yvette's car in a few weeks later. Yeah. And she never got it. No. Wasn't there? No, was no. and then carry on. And then I seem to remember... The... Wasn't there a story about snow no, or you trying car. to go no. round a corner on two wheels or something? Well, that's sort of it, but it wasn't oh, snow, it was no, wet. And it was also my car. So when I, I had a gap year and went to Australia, so you pulled apart the Capri, and that was another story. Leo loves tinkering with things. We'll come on to that. But you spent the sort of nine months pulling apart your car and drove my uh, Fiat. Your your See, orange, the, e, orange, orange Fiat. Fiat. Yeah. Uh, no, orange, orange, sorry, orange Ford Escort. That's right. So you drove that around. And the weekend before I came back from Australia, you, you turned right at a junction in Stanmore and got it got hit on the side. I remember that one as well. Yeah, yeah. So I so came the, home to a smashed up car. Yeah, so the door it didn't open. It was that ended up in the bush. Uh, yeah, yeah. It ended up in the bush at the top of the hill in, in um, yeah. Northwood, of which there's still, there's still a hole in the bush as you go apart through the width <laughs> restriction. But there you go. Seriously? They haven't put a plaque up yet. No, there's, 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 a, there's, the there's, there's, a, there's a beautiful fir hedge. hedge and there's one bit which has got another plant growing into it. And is it like, a Leo-shaped hole? Oh, it's just the, that's the hole. That's it. It's there. <laughs> it's a pre-shaped hole. That's it. Yeah. So that's well, it. So what else did he tinker with? What were the other? Well, just anything. Other... So that yeah. that's kind anything. kind of anything Leo got for a toy. He wanted a gadget or a, something electronic. So our parents went to America every year. They, they'd go sort of around November time. So we got given this catalogue where we were choosing our Hanukkah or our Christmas presents, whichever they were at the time. And um, Leo would in inevitably choose some electronic gadget. One year it was Big Track. And this is the one that I remember that he was given this Big Track and then pulled it apart and it never got put back together again, <laughs> ever. But I think that was it, it, that was pretty much a pattern with whatever he got. I mean, everything there was. They had a study at home, and it was literally always full of screws and bits and parts, leftover bits. Yes, yeah. 
Yeah. That things and could they never... used to put things back together, but there was always bits left over. <laughs> and they, there was that, all the, the early computers. I mean, you had the one of the first, what was it? The Z81, the Commodore. Commodore 64. Yeah. Did you, get a, did you have a ZX81, Leo? I had a ZX81. ZX81, yeah, and a Commodore 64. Mm. Yeah, yeah. We then got a VIC-20. My dad was too tight to get the Commodore 64. I had a VIC-20. So VIC-20. <laughs> We're really showing our age here. <laughs> I used to yeah, play the game. Like, <laughs> Charlie's like, I don't understand what they're talking about. I don't understand what the adults are talking about. <laughs> oh. I had my dad used to work in a school. He was a teacher, and um, they had a BBC computer, you know. And uh, he yes. was able to bring that home in the school holidays. Did and... they bring it out on a trolley? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. On a trolley, that? and we had yeah. that fried egg game. Was the most exciting thing you could move the fried egg. And then Spectrum Plus 3. Oh, yeah. That yeah, was Spectrum proper... was where it was at for a little while, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. It was so we are obviously a Jewish podcast, notionally. Do you know what? Where, what was the role of Judaism in your lives growing up, if, if there was a role? Well, it wasn't in my life because um, my father wasn't Jewish. So, But um, he did go through all the bits and pieces that you have to go through, including one very painful thing to convert. <laughs> as I remember. So my sort of introduction to Judaism was, was Evelyn, uh, or Lindy as she was known, um, Yvette and Leo's mummy. Right, so, and how old were you then when, when they met? Um, I first met Leo when he was six months old. Oh. And I think I was six. Okay. I think. How old are you, Leo? 52. Yeah, I was seven then. Okay, so when, so when your dad married Leo's mum, then obviously your dad went through the conversion process, but that wasn't something that you were... How did you feel about that? I was all right about it. Very open-minded. Mm. No, I was quite, quite young, so I didn't really understand mm. it at the time, I suppose. But yeah, it didn't really... Because it, Evelyn was in my life from quite a young age, really. So I was... I think I was probably about... I was about six mm. or seven. So it just it was just another element of my life, which is that house is Jewish and this house isn't. Okay. Brilliant. What about um, Nikki and Yvette? Well, we all used to spend various weekends together and did the whole Friday night, lighting candles, doing the prayers throughout growing up, is my memory. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Because they, so we, just to sort of put it in context, so obviously Leo and I lived together with my mum and stepdad, Ted, which is Caroline's dad. And then Nikki and Ingrid, who will... I'm no doubt will come up in conversation and live with my dad and um, my Danielle. Yeah. So we actually, Leo and I grew up, um, my mum was at Edgware Reform Shawl. So we used to go to Hebrew classes there on a Sunday and um, it's probably fair to say I hated it. Yeah, oh. one of us one of us actually did their bar mitzvah <laughs> and one of us decided to use the, the fact that I got out to get out, didn't they, Yvette? Uh, yeah, at 11, I got out. And it, it just just one of those things, I think it just, it never sat well with me. Um, I mean, sure was fine, but it wasn't, I, I didn't enjoy the Hebrew classes and I didn't really feel like I belonged in that, that community as such. And then, whereas Nikki and Ingrid were at, well, the original MPLS, Northwood and Pinner, weren't mm. you? And we started going to the youth club there. I can't remember. I think we went with you when we were Shemesh nine. and Panic. Yeah, that's right. Um, and absolutely loved it and just really felt that was my place. And then I started going to Kadima at 12, I think. And, and I've been th through Yeah, since and I remember it being in tears the weekend before 
and saying I don't want to go because I didn't know it. I mean, obviously you knew Ingrid and Nikki, but I didn't. I didn't know loads of people that was like I don't want to go. And then I went and I had you know the best two weeks of my life, and that was. And and then I got much more involved with the. the, the progressive Jewish youth movement and in fact then and then Leo also got very involved then and we sort of moved away from the reform synagogue my parents moved to Spain and then when they came back they they joined um Northwood which which is now the Ark but I subsequently have moved down to the south coast and not quite a regular member anymore obviously so um yeah what about you Nikki you a member of uh, Shawl still no, not since Charlie was my rabbi. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> we brought Georgia up Jewish and she had her bat mitzvah and her KT. But since then, since I split from Mark, I don't tend to do anything. So if she does with her father's side of the family, but they were always much more, I would say much more religious. They just followed <laughs> The religion much more than my family do yeah whereas with me my now husband or we've already recently married but we've been together for 20 odd years um so he's he's not jewish we with the kids we have I've, i suppose they're jewish in in name and they've gone to synagogue with me over the years but we're talking like once or twice a year um so you know i, I don't think there's particularly an identity there with them and there's no community around here there is an orthodox synagogue has it been for years we've had a lot at universities and anti-semitism mm and people, uh, you know, being thrust into conversations that they didn't really choose to have. Yeah, I think, yeah, well, I think so far for me anyway, for my son Tom, he's only just started. I mean, he's six weeks in and I think there's so many things going on. So I, I wouldn't say he's had that, thing i mean he's talked he's talked about things for example like uh anti-abortion uh, campaigners going on in the campus and all this thing about um uh, spiking and the whole covid oh, yeah. thing so i think i don't think he's come across any sort of issues at the moment with judaism you know any any um problems on, in terms of that that sense so nothing nothing that's come up so far you know and i i suppose as i say i haven't ever forced it on them at the same time i'd like them to have a you know an interest um and they've seen a lot of it through you know where my mum was alive through things like that but yeah i don't think they've got a strong identity but i think that's the same with us when we were growing up we were brought up as jewish and obviously we went to religion school and we knew about all the festivals and things like that but I think there's seems to be like a gap when you go to university I wonder whether Leo stayed with it because of the football <laughs> yeah I mean I took a step back and then when I had kids I wanted to bring yeah. them up as as Jewish so then went back to it so but also I wonder I'm a bit serious about the football that you had a you kind of had an existent community Leo like after that yeah. period or during that period of time that even if, if you weren't in synagogue praying you had a kind of jewish community on the on the uh watford it, kind of terraces because i remember you guys from those days and being in the in the kiddie stand and looking at all of you up in the big stand yeah you were you were see so you were over there charlie to our left and there was myself and kevin yeah. and uh dave schindler and jacko etc etc all uh watford all season ticket holders stands, all yeah. I don't know. Well, nice. I don't think we were, but well, I hope we weren't. <laughs> we weren't that terrible. I hope. Uh, well, if we, if it was, I would just assume that was led by Rabbi Pete Tobias. Obviously, <laughs> but it's interesting, isn't it? We're kind of like having discussions about sort of Jewish identity and growing up, and whether or not you're brought up Jewish. Um, and it's obviously kind of ties back to some of the, some of the discussions that we've had in our previous episodes. I mean, I guess with Nikki and Yvette, you know, your kids are not kind of necessarily in that space or in that life at the moment. Do you hope that they do return to it or are you kind of 
not bothered. I think that's just up to mm. them. Yeah, I think it's just if that's what they choose to do, then all well and good. But, you know, these days it's just for me... Just be happy and healthy mm-hmm. is the main thing. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I mean, I'm with Nikki on that. I do hope that they have an interest. I mean, I think for me, the the hardest thing is being in probably such a sort of secular community down here. It's it's very white and middle class, mm. and you know, it's really not very ethnic at all where I am. You know, having grown up in Northwest London, where it just you get every community and diversity, it's very different here. And um, you know, I, I I know if I'd been closer to to Pinna, um, I probably would have had quite a different sort of upbringing with the children because I'd have had that capability to take them to you know um hate mm. classes and it's changed now because so much of it can be done online but they they're through that they're you know they're yeah. they're 18 and 16 so they're just it's I can't force it on them now I just have no, to hope that they find yeah. it in their own their own right so yeah yeah there's there's guilt there guilt as a Jew so yeah <laughs> and have you yeah. have you all coped during lockdown has been having their kind of large family helped with sense of not feeling so isolated during it have you guys managed to do zooms have you had family quiz nights or uh, is this a rare reunion we might sort of message each other now and again or see each other now and again but we're all quite spread out and have our own kind of friendship groups i think this is a point to bring in there's a missing element and there is a very big missing element well there's two actually um the first is my mother who passed Mm -hmm. away about five six years ago who was a really big organizer of getting everything together and getting people together she would always make sure that we take pictures of each other uh, there's always the pictures and pictures of us and then the, there's a sister missing my stepsister ingrid who passed away coming up on three years ago who was also a big mover of organizing things all the time and she was the one who used to do everything like that we would all go to things that somehow she had organized i think that's a real big thing that's hard work at times because she brought us together in lots and lots of things and made sure that our other halves were involved in other things that our kids went to parties together just just did lots of things social gatherings i mean she arranged all the girls to get together for Yvette before she got married. Another time, all of us and our daughters as well, didn't she? Yeah. The stepsister's yes. party. Yeah. I'm not nat- a natural organiser. She always seemed to have time for everyone. Yeah. And that was the same with your mother as well. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Huge groups of friends, but still seemed to be able to find time for everyone. That's a real quality, isn't it? A real mm. skill because lives are so busy and we all have Mm. so many things on and you know we love our friends and we love our family but yeah getting people together and actually making things happen also we're living now so many of us live in blended families right or you know we've got Mm. kind of all mixed up or getting married after having been together 20 years you know all sorts of different kind of permutations but actually, although there were blended families when you guys were growing up, it wasn't quite the same norm. And so to be a mother who did all that organisation is pretty impressive without really a lot of other examples around. It wasn't the norm no. at the time either. The fact that, that our families, you know, that our parents were still amicable but after their split and that we were basically one big family that all got along and all went to social things together. 
Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, yeah, that what they, they was gonna say. There weren't many, um, really, at that time when we were little. There weren't that many families that were divorced yeah. anyway. But no. the fact that we did all get along hasn't always stayed the same. Uh, but we don't need to go into that. But, but um, it's, but it, you know, ultimately there was a really good bond and we uh, leo and i pretty much lived with nikki and ingrid most weekends it, you know we were in, in yeah. each other's houses weren't we and we all went to the same school t- school as well yeah Literally. mindle sisters we were all mindle <laughs> sisters <weren't> we? <laughs> it sounds like a 70s pop group but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that's it yeah, they, they were they were known as my sisters but as as yvette said it was like mindle sisters mm-hmm. yes. it was incredible because my mother Leo's stepfather is my father, so my mother and father separated. Knew Nikki's stepfather. I'm very confused. Didn't know before, but got to know <laughs> Nick. And we would we would all socialise together. I mean, if there is a right way to get divorced, yeah, I think mm. my my parents um, and um, all of Leo our and parents, parents did it. Just did it so well because it obviously it would have had an impact on us but nowhere near well, so why do you what had. why do you think that was i mean it's probably a different story for each couple but what was it that made those particular divorces as Lindy. amicable as they were was it the people my was mother. it the relationship no, yeah. i think it's all of them <laughs> yeah. i think my mother and and um i think my dad as well because they didn't want any i think there was a lot of guilt for what they'd done so therefore they didn't want to make it more difficult for us. And the other thing that both my mother and stepfather and my... Oh, it's so confusing. We've lived it and we find yeah, it confusing. Were, yeah, <laughs> my dad and my stepmother <laughs> yeah. decided is that they both decided not to have any more children because they felt that half children, half siblings, would complicate the mix. And it was a, a concerted decision that they both made that they wouldn't have any more children. Which is very generous really, to all of and us. And so if you look back at some of the events, the life cycle events we had, a um, good example would be something like Caroline's wedding where everybody turned up immaculately. Uh-oh. <laughs> What's the story? Apart from one, if I remember correctly, who had bright orange hair and a lot of it. <laughs> who was that? Uh, what was his name? Leo. Leo. <laughs> Leo, why did you go to Caroline's wedding with bright orange hair? So I was a leader in a uh, camp that summer. And every year I was a, a leader on a camp, I would dye my hair uh, a different colour. And it was then, as you can see from those who can't see, I have none left. <laughs> I, I had spiky hair as well, and I would dye it a bright colour. One year it was blue, one year it was green. Except for, I think the year that I did it green, I forgot that I also then had Caroline's wedding two days after camp and when you dye it green and you wash it a few times all you end up left with is the blonde sort of and mess tips. well it goes orange it, orange. it goes orange <laughs> oh, so you had at least tried to get rid of the hair no, dye no there's there's Just pictures there's immaculate pictures at her wedding of everybody looking really smart and me with this like color hair at the end caroline had no problem with it at all did you caroline no not at all each to their own we just cut you out of the photographs. That was nothing to do with the hair. <laughs> that was just to do with. <laughs> so we've done childhood. Leo, monopoly obsessed kid. I can't believe I got through my childhood well, that easily. I, I wanted to revisit the teenage years. Oh, go on, Karen. 
There was one event with Neil, my brother, Leo's stepbrother, when we all went to the park and my brother Neil thought it'd be really funny to teach Leo to say the fucking kite is stuck in the fucking tree. Hilarious. Um, and he went over it quite a few times. How old was Leo, Leo at this point, by the way? I'm trying to remember. He was very young, no. probably four. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, very young. I mean, really, really young. And how old and was my Neil? Brother is, so Neil would have been, so four, 14. about 10, 14. 12. 14, 10 years uh, older 14, than me. 14, 14. So he should have known better. Sounds about right. And then he went home and told his mum that the fucking kite was stuck in the fucking tree. And she wasn't very impressed. <laughs> I but wonder I did, why. I immediately fessed up and said it was Neil and got Neil into trouble. <laughs> My kids have heard more rabbis swear. <laughs> As being mentioned, we actually also went on holiday together a lot. And I think one of the stories that I always remember, uh, the confusion is that the four of us, which is Nikki, myself, Yvette and Ingrid. I can't remember which parents drove us down, but they had a caravan and they drove us down to a caravan site. So there's four kids and two parents drove down to a caravan site for two weeks. Halfway through that two weeks, the parents disappeared to be replaced by the other parents. <laughs> and the caravan site is like, what the hell's happening here? It's the same kids with a different set of adults. <laughs> Um, and that used to happen quite a lot. Yeah, and I don't think we noticed <laughs> when they changed. <laughs> like oblivious to what parents were around. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it worked out quite well. It, they, they got along and we were able to do things, um, you know, and, and share the load. And as they said, the younger four of us were all at school together, one in each year. And one teacher had all four of us. Every single day she had at least one of us. Was he like as a teenager like all these sisters leo did you drive their friends mad or was he very yeah was he a geek was he still into monopoly oh yeah he was a bit of a geek you were into scouts in a big way weren't you <laughs> yeah he yeah. still is venture yeah. scouts yeah. yeah venture scouts yeah i mean just generally annoying as nikki said you know it's a brother he, he, when he did he discover you, you girls annoy him. <laughs> when did he discover oh, girls oh pgl holidays <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, so, so they all went off to uh, Kadima and I was sent off to PGL to, to do outdoor activities. Uh, uh, I to remember you coming back. Oh, you came back with a girlfriend called Leo. That was quite weird. Leonora. 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 Am I allowed to put this Leonora. in here? Leo and Leo. Yeah. yeah That's my brilliant. Mom, my mum thought it was the best thing ever. That is the best thing ever. I agree with your mum. Why you, I mean, that should have been it for you then, Leo, <laughs> for the rest of your life. <laughs> Although it's kind of funny, isn't it, that if you want your kids to have a Jewish identity as adults, send them to PGL, and if you don't, send them to Kadeem. <laughs> I know. Because <laughs> I'm a belt, right? And, and also... <laughs> I'm joking, everybody, that's not the message. Both Nikki and Yvette both went on tour. Yeah, yeah. And you didn't? I never went on tour. So you defied all the odds there, Leo, really. Yeah. <laughs> because of you guys now, you're the most Jewish, Leo. Is that fair to say? I mean, whatever yeah. that means. In terms of yeah. living a Jewish yeah. life and being engaged Follows with the Jewish the community. the religion more than mm. yeah. any of us, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. so, yeah. we're, we're not doing that measuring. <laughs> How much we're Jewish, are we? Well, I mean, yeah. No, no, that's what I'm engaged <laughs> in Jewish life. I've had my bat mitts for now. I am now. <laughs> I'm going to judge everybody <laughs> else as below me in how Jewish you are. <laughs>
it is funny it's it's interwoven and i think you know as we said the family dynamics may sound a bit weird and it, it was everybody used to always ask us to try and explain it and then eventually yeah. you just couldn't because you couldn't explain oh, it I, I mean i did have to do a, a family tree once at school i think it was either french or german classes and i literally on it the teacher had written across it what a mess and I thought, yes, I mean, my yes. family is basically a mess. <laughs> but it is the, the it hardest great, thing. It, it is the hardest thing to explain to anyone. And what was also funny is if you then take it forward to now. So Nikki's ex-husband and Ingrid's ex-husband and I are really good friends. And they're not the same. No, they're not the same. You should just explain. Yeah. Well, they live in this. Ingrid's ex-husband and my ex-husband both live in the same road now. Yeah. Oh, and we're... But they were also friends, weren't they, before? Yeah. It's, it... yeah. There are only 76 people that live in Pinot, right? And they're all related to you guys in some way. Is that right? I mean... <laughs> It does feel like it sometimes. <laughs> so you must feel Yvette, a bit out of it, having moved. Yeah, no, I mean, I think it, yes, is, the sh- I suppose, the short answer. I mean, I certainly, pre-COVID, I was used to come up a lot and, you know, and see the family and obviously in the last sort of 18 months that's been very hard it is sort of a different um different life down here but you know it's it's lovely in the same sense but yeah don't always see people a lot nikki's coming down to visit me which will be the first time in ages <laughs> so i am making the effort to go down and see that finally which i haven't done in a very long time mm. yeah we had around uh, the end of the summer September, i had a yeah it? we had a I've had a family barbecue with sort of one half of the family uh, down at mine which was lovely as well the one thing we We've always tried to do for our side and since we lost our mum is um, get together um, on the art site mm. um, and again that, that that last year that was a, a zoom one wasn't it and we've always tried to do Seder night as well but it happened I think we did virtual Seder before but it just doesn't feel do. the same does it especially when it means that I can't go and find the happy Coman before the rest of you <laughs> oh gosh I can imagine you're really annoyed about that <laughs> You never grow up, do you, Leo? I wasn't competitive in that respect. Sounds I was just like very annoying. Bless. It's not either or. You can be competitive and annoying, Leo. And I think maybe you were. Is that fair? <laughs> but back to the question from ages ago about Leo as a teenager. I think um big thing about Leo is Leo, as you probably guessed, is, can lend his hand to many things and is actually... Very bright. I hate to say this. So I should probably edit it, but he is. We'll edit that out. But, but we'll edit that out. But could my mum get him to work at school? <gasps> Did no. he like school? He was no. Hated it. Couldn't wait to leave, I think it's probably fair to say. And uh, there was a lot of screaming going on in our household coming up to your O-levels. There was. I think my mum my said that the O-levels are hers. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I used to work quite nearby where Leo and Yvette lived. And I would go around to their house quite often in after work. And all I would hear is Leo being screeched. <laughs> That's the word, screeched at. And it was, I used to think, oh, poor Leo. <laughs> <laughs> so this was just because you weren't taking school seriously, is that right, Leo? Well, it's not, not seriously. If something doesn't interest me, and anything to do with anything that's written. I mean, Yvette's a brilliant writer. You know, she does stuff on websites and she can write all the stuff and I can't do any of that. I do, well, I can, but it just doesn't interest me. And mm. so it's like, that's yeah. it. If it doesn't interest me or I've worked out how to do it, as I said, I, I take things apart and want to know how things work. Yeah. But once I know how You're they much work... much more practical. Once I know how they work, if I, you know, that's it. I'm not that's interested. It, 
Mm. Yeah. Well, I think the best thing you ever did was leave school at 16, which, of course, you can't do now, but go on to do an apprenticeship and get out of that school system where you have to sit and study and do exams because that is not your style of learning. And that was my style of learning. You know, we're very different. So, um, and equally, it's funny enough, you know, my kids are a bit like that. You know, my eldest, he's he's, he's the sort of one that can easily do exams. My youngest is much more, I would say, you know, would much rather do practical things. So it's uh, I think you have to recognise where, where your strengths are, uh, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And look how well he's done. I do remember your radio. CB. CB radio. Yeah, I was going to mention that about things being pulled apart. Mm. CB. What was your handle? One four for a cuppy. Kid Lion was my handle on the... <laughs> do you know, I'm actually not surprised that he was uh, whatever you call them. What do you call them? Truckies or something? <laughs> Well, and your mum had her handle. She was Evil Edna. Yeah, yeah. She sounds yeah, more fun. <laughs> what were you, Nikki? Mushy peas. <laughs> and I was Little Lettuce. Yeah. So did you guys just, like, used to radio each other? Yeah. Yeah, we had one at our house and they had one at their house. And So this is, like, pre-Zoom days. Yeah. You, you, you were <laughs> oh, hooking yes. up digitally even then. Yeah. <laughs> so geographically all of us growing up were all living within about four mile radius and so we would go backwards and forwards between it was not that far apart um it's always been in the similarish area which does bring us to bring us nicely to our cultural section because i'm not going to talk about succession again other than say it's still brilliant how many have you watched how far have you got three series no way (laughs) Uh, because i've watched like the first episode oh you're ahead of me then Oh, I'm so pleased. I'm so I'm I'm loving it. But I'm only just started um, series three, so you're ahead of me now. There's only three or four, I think, that have been released. Okay, so Succession is Charlie and mine's go to. So Yvette, we always talk about either things we've been watching or reading or listening to. Watching, um, well, recently came to the end of a sort of whole Ozark thing, which we hadn't watched at all. So have absolutely loved that. Looking forward to the next series of that on uh, Netflix. Oh, right. I have heard that's good. Actually, would you recommend? Yeah, really, really good. Um, There's a new thing that's just started, I think it's only a couple of weeks in, on BBC One at Outlaws, which is a Stephen Merchant thing. It's really funny on a Monday night. Really, I really recommend that for an hour, a bit of a belly laugh, and that's been very good. I'm currently reading a very harrowing called Girl A. Called what, sorry? Girl A. Uh, not sure. Well, no, I mean, I would recommend it because it is well written, but yeah, harrowing book. But one book that I did really stayed with me this year, American Dirt was an amazing but also very very harrowing based on a sort of mexican pilgrimage up to america uh, to do with drug cartels and that is amazing really yeah good I, I remember when that came out actually i think there was quite mm. a lot of talk about it and yeah 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 i would yeah. really recommend that so yeah that's okay. me fabulous good selection there nikki what about you any recommendations I haven't read anything in ages, but I'm going on holiday in a couple of weeks, so I need some recommendations of books. So well, you've got two there from Yvette. Well, I can say no. Neither of them are really what I'd call holiday books, you know, unless oh. you want to. No, get that's fine. <laughs> I have been watching Ridley Road. Have you oh. seen it? It's I've got. It's on my two. I think watch. I've got oh, one. I haven't seen one it yet. Left to watch. Charlie, have you seen it? Yeah. Oh, I quite enjoyed it right from the start, but I didn't realise any of that went on because it's based on a true story mm. i've read the book actually i've read the book and oh, another book good, yeah yeah <laughs> and um i've heard good things about the um telly series but i haven't seen it myself yet and then i've been watching cobra cyber wars has anyone been watching that as well the first series i didn't see the first series but the second yeah this series is very good yeah that's about it really i'm just doing bake-off trying to catch up on bake-off 
as always. Oh, Charlie's a big Bake Off fan. I'm a big Bake Off fan. Sorry, Caroline. Caroline, we haven't come to you yet. Well, I'm not sure if you can call my guilty secret culture. (laughs) That's okay. But I do love... Married at first sight. I'm sorry, but I love it. Are you watching the latest, The Australian? I've watched them all. <laughs> Every single series. I, I've watched all the others. I haven't watched the latest Australian. But I watched the British one and it just was like... Nice. It was wet, awful. Wet lettuce. Yeah. <laughs> literally getting married at first sight. I mean, is it literally they're actually yes. getting married? Well, well I no. think that was the problem with the British one. It was for real with the British one. It wasn't... It's not for real on the Australian one. Why would you it do It is that? a legal document. Why would you do it? I don't understand. I've never seen it, so I'm obviously speaking from a position of complete ignorance. If I had my life over, I would love to do some sort of psychology because I just love human beings. They are absolutely fascinating. I was married, but unfortunately my husband died, but he would never allow me to watch anything like X Factor or... Any sort of reality programme. He would throw something at the television. It just was a no-no. So I now watch all of those programmes and it's just the way that people... People interact and behave together. It's fascinating. Gosh. Listening to Richard Osman, I think you probably all know him from TV. He's written a couple of books, um, the, the Thursday Murder Club, which I just adore. Again, it's it's four main characters that are just brilliant. It's four old people that live in an old people's home, but they solve murders. <laughs> And they are brilliant and the characters are fabulous. And so I've just finished listening to The Man Who Died Twice. It's just lovely. Do you know, I've never, ever read a book. Oh, I think listening to books is a great way of doing it. Because the thing is, when I'm listening, I listen to podcasts or I listen to music. Mm -hmm. I do. I walk. I'm, a, I'm yeah. listening to a podcast on music and I like reading. I like the tangible. Oh, it's amazing. Um, act like of reading you. a book. But um, yeah, I should. I should. I should. I know so many people do and swear by it. Well, we've just been um, gate crashed by my daughter. But um, it was when having her that I started listening to books because um, she was my third C-section and I couldn't really move. And that was a way of being able to listen to or drown out the the noise as well. But during lockdown, I did watch The Queen's Gambit. Oh, yeah. Oh, I watched that. That was amazing. I loved that. That was great. It was so stylish and just... Unbelievable. Yeah, really, really good. The one about chess, but yeah. I think it's still and on the actress. Netflix. I don't know her name, but she was she was brilliant, wasn't she? Yeah, really, yeah. really great actress. Really compelling. Yeah, no, I love the whole thing. This has been really good. I was expecting far more dirt. It's obviously there isn't much to dig because I was so perfect <laughs> when I was growing up. Yeah, we didn't get that. We didn't get that. Yeah, thank <laughs> you. So I'd like to thank my three sisters that are here. Yeah, thanks for coming, guys. Thank you. It's been thank you for having us. And um, if yeah. people want to follow you on other things and hear what you do in other worlds where can they find you on social media um start with yvette so i have got some good social media but i'm really rubbish on it i've kept my my maiden name so i'm yvette mindell and um, i'm on facebook i'm at yvette mindell on twitter and really not on instagram i don't do that so yeah that's where you define me facebook. yeah the, the tiktoker in your house is not you <laughs> that, that'd be lottie yeah, yeah. <laughs> no and caroline facebook really i don't i don't really do much else to be honest with you and Nikki. And I'm the same. We are the Facebook generation. I don't do Instagram or Twitter. You have a lot of time then 
<laughs> those of us who do twitter don't tend to so on that point rebecca where can people find you on twitter facebook and other things yeah i'm on twitter at r singerman i'm also on instagram rebecca singerman knight but that's purely pictures in my garden and facebook rebecca singerman knight and also follow my shawl kingston lib shawl on twitter and charlie i'm charlie beginski on facebook and follow come and join us and hang out there and Leo, if they're not sick of you already, uh, nobody ever got sick of me. They annoying. No. <laughs> I think annoying. Annoying. Really hurt, yeah, Leo. yeah. They, they they just like banished me to somewhere annoying else. Leo. That's it. That's it. They used to banish me to other places. Where can they find me? I can be found as WFC Kigo on Twitter and Leo Mindell on Facebook and other areas. Thank you, everybody, for listening in and joining us on our virtual couch this week. Please subscribe to us where you hear us and we look forward to seeing you next time on Do You Know What? Thanks everyone. Goodbye. Bye everyone. Goodbye. Bye.